in diretta da dove si ritireranno i calciatori italiani. Questo è il podcast delle minoranze vocali. I wasn't ready for any of that, I'm sorry. See? Well, no, see, I was because that's half of the introduction. We should have coordinated, goddammit. <laughs> Bellissima. I coordinate with nobody. Uh, uh, Mamma mia. Ciao e benvenuto all'episodio di questa settimana. La famiglia è tornata insieme. We're back together, baby. Practicing our Italian, getting ready. Woo. It's good to be back. Gorlani. Lifting, lifting some wheels of Parmesan. Anyways, uh, our apologies for the extended absence, but you know. Sometimes life is just a jerk, but we're back. As I said, everyone's been practicing lots of gesturing practice. There's been, like I said, the aforementioned mm-hmm. wheels of Parmesan. Those suckers are heavy. Uh, I've been throwing broccolini instead of carrots. Not as aerodynamic, but I'll get the hang of it. I'll get the hang of it. They do have since... carrots in Italy. I know. <laughs> do they, though? Want it to be something a little, you know. You should have gone. Why didn't you should have gone rapini? Ooh, but rap- oh, you can't that, throw rapini. You could slap yeah, someone with what, rapini. What a, what a, what a, when it hits the face, though. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> like, if I'm going to challenge one of you to, like, a duel, then yes, I will pull out the rapini. But for pure aerial, you know, work, I feel like the broccolini or, or um, artichokes, perhaps, maybe. Well, Not the charcoal. That's that's danger. I'll I'll I'll, wor- I'll workshop some stuff. Um, I, I don't know if it's carchofi or car- whatever. I'm being very brave. <laughs> anyway, uh, on this week's Bag show, ball. we uh, we're going to talk about what ails TFC. Uh, celebrate some good news out of Edmonton. Get into the new Concacaf uh, tournament for the women's national team. Oh, and discuss Toronto going completely all in on uh, on the Italians. Finally, they're pandering to Vaughn. Um, now this week's panel. Uh, welcome back to Duncanino. That's right, he's back, baby. Hi, Duncan. Ongiono. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I always uh-huh. forget how many languages Duncan speaks and it's oh, just yeah. it just rolls yeah. off his tongue. Like, don't you feel like you're there? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh also joining us this week is Marco. Hola Marco. Ciao. Una mattina mi son svegliato. Oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao. Yes. Fantastic. Grazie. Uh, for the record, uh, uh, I'll cop up to this. Uh, we haven't done a show in a couple of weeks because somebody got COVID, Kristen. I mean, it was me. Um, <laughs> you could tell because Kristen still tweeted. Um, yeah, so uh, that knocked me out. We, are, we were actually going to record two weeks ago. Uh, I tested as we were about to record, and that second line freaked me out. So no show. So uh, It was very dramatic. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, was, that was a tough 15 minutes. Let me tell you, I wasn't going to out you. I was just going to never mention it. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, I just, we weren't being lazy. I was infected. 
So heads up. Um, but if you've been if you've been triple vaxxed, you can listen to this podcast and not catch it. <laughs> maybe maybe wear a mask at the same time though. Just be on the safe yeah. side. Just mm-hmm. you get, I almost tweeted like. I almost tweeted out like shit about it. Uh, Does anybody have ivermectin in all caps? I didn't. <laughs> I thought that would have been just. I just I didn't want to find out who li- who follows me who's like, hell yeah, it works. Like, well, Save my whole family. Yeah, there's too too many too many dummy heads. I don't want to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to find out. Sometimes silence is best. So, anyway, yeah, glad to be back. Also joining this is us is the ah blah 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 blah. Keeping it in. Also joining us this week is Antonio. Antonio, ciao. Randy Poffo in volo su un volo all'Italia per Columbus. Yes. Did I hear Randy Poffo? You heard Randy Poffo was flying on an Alitalia flight to Columbus, yes. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, it was the Columbus part. I was like, wait, where's... Oh, right, of course he's going to Columbus. Oh, that's lovely. Uh... Randy Poffo. <laughs> I, hear we're, I hear we're signing him next transfer window, so... <laughs> As for me, I'm just excited about the potential return of Matt... Um, so yes, I'm your host, Christina Knowles. Sorry, Christina. Uh, and out of this week's show. You're not going to translate Knowles into Italian? Uh, you, you are more than welcome to try. I don't think it actually translates. Cannolis. Cannolis. Christina Cannolis. San Siro. It's actually very easy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm just gonna, yeah. been happening oh my god what hasn't been happening we haven't been here forever but we're gonna try and try and focus which obviously is our strong suit as a podcast so good Mm. luck everyone um after a brief run of good form in which they won uh, a vocal voyager's cup from two years ago and actually looked like they knew how to play soccer within mls um you beat montreal in a voyager's coastal final and kept clean sheets <laughs> exactly these things are exciting and and progress mm. was being made and a clean sheet for the first time in i i've forgotten how many matches but it's a really long time and then two well one knock good team and one team that sent hardly any of their good players um came to town and things all went to shit 
So two back, you know, two back-to-back losses, back-to-back losses to uh, Columbus and to our hated rival Seattle. Columbus not a hated rivals. Seattle's not a hated rival. Columbus aren't. Trilliums mean nothing to you, woman. Yeah. I, I try to avoid trilliums because I could get in trouble, so I just keep oh, my distance. You only God damn recognize it. you only recognize cup matches, eh, Glory Hunter? Damn mm. fucking right. Trilliums um, a trillium cup is a cup, thank you very much. Is it is it though? Is it yes. really? Well no. it is. Well, like, scientifically, yes. Scientific okay, fine. If you're yeah, gonna get scientific on me, if I have to believe the science, then science. fine. I don't think you have to go to as far as science. I think geometry would just do the trick. True. Engineering? <laughs> engineering? Light engineering? Yeah, okay, all right, I'll give you engineering. Fine. <laughs> um, all right, fine. Our back-to-back matches against hated rivals, Columbus Crew and the Seattle Sounders, um, yes. did not go well. And the, the match against Columbus, at least, there were some good moments, right? There, there, there was at least a nice goal. And it seemed like maybe there was some decent play, um, especially once the subs started happening. But of course, the whole focus of that match was this uh, Russell Rowe kid who, Russell as we Crow. all know, is a former TFC Academy player. Is he what? Nobody sent. mentioned that. No, I know. I, I'm sorry. I wanted Did to make sure that you knew. None of, none of the commentary people ever mentioned that. Well, yeah. I, well. I, that's the broadcasters are not doing their job, and that's what we are mm. here for. And that's why uh, I felt it was important that I mention it. Um, so, yes, he – former... Did anyone refer to him as a gladiator, at least? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like that might have been missed. I'm sorry. They needed you. Oh, a real Cinderella um, story? Oh, oh my <laughs> God. Stop it. He oh. doesn't have a beautiful mind. You just leave it him alone. Oh, I, was um, trying to, I was trying to shoehorn Romper Stomper in. Oh, boy. God. <laughs> Look, unless he's fighting around the world, then it really doesn't matter. Only okay. Mark will get that. Mark, please uh, tell me you got yeah, that. Yeah, no, I... Uh... I'm desperately trying to channel my inner South Park. Thank you. I love you. How it goes fighting around the world. Like, yeah, I know. I know the... Yeah. Okay. Cool. Taga. <laughs> Thank you. That there was... we go. Oh, God. Yeah. Taga. Trying to get um, the name anyway. So, um, more man. Oh, dear God. Anyway, so this mm-hmm. kid had a fantastic night, of course, um, to assist, looked dangerous the whole time causing everyone to lament oh my god how could tfc have let him go mm-hmm. i was you entertained know. i was entertained <laughs> <laughs> duncan was like yes yes more more um but that match at least there was there was some intention there was some there was some fight there was some decent play the match against seattle however what the fuck like that was just an ugly match all the way around like from both sides until the goals started happening and even then like that wasn't it wasn't an enjoyable match in any way shape or form but to lose like that to a side that had basically basically Kristen's one of their good oh, players hey. um, oh. and sure this Cleveland kid stand, you know did I disappear again a little bit. Oh, yes. 
Hello. They only have basically something good players. Oh, okay. So uh, to a team that basically only had one of their good players because Uh, everybody else was either injured or stayed in Seattle to rest. are Are you saying Stephen Fry is not a good player? He stayed in Seattle. Oh, did he? Uh, I didn't watch the game, so I, uh, I just... Uh, <laughs> yes, because the next part before it cut out, I was talking about this Cleveland kid that was in net um, who uh, had quite a good match. Um, was obviously, you know, playing for some future yeah, minutes. rocks. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was... That match was disappointing on a variety of levels, but that first goal, um, Salcedo hugely at fault. Um, the whole defensive shutdowns um, throughout the night, but like this, that that match really highlighted a lot of things we've seen that have been problematic with Toronto this whole season. Um, defensive issues, really poor work through the midfield. Um, uh, you know, it's it's every you know every now and again they're on. Bradley has a good match. Uh, wing play is working. They're able to feed the ball into uh, Jesus Jones or whomever. But this one, everyone seemed to like default back to the worst versions of themselves for the vast majority of the game. And it was anyway. It was that was not a fun match to watch. You know what else is disappointing? What? Russell Crowe was not in the lawnmower, man. Well, I knew that. It was Jeff Faye, but... Wow. Very good. Thank you. It's the random freaking things that are in my brain. Most people, is... would, most people would name Pierce Brosnan first, but okay. You do you. Like, he's just the, you know, the main villain who created the... Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Should we created talk about the lawnmower, lawnmower? man? Can you get back on topic, please? (laughs) Anyway, frustrating couple games that have not been enjoyable as TFC fans. Um, After, again, like I said, after, you know, like having a few good games and having like players talk about, oh, it's good to be back at BMO with like the vibe and have us doing well. And then they return to this. Now, yes, they played a bunch of games over a bunch of days, you know, like that was one of their compressed periods. So sure, they're playing a lot of soccer. However, it's, uh, yeah, it's been weirdly, uh, what should we say? Are we, are we feeling 2012-ish still, guys? What do you, th- what do you think? Interesting. 2012. 2012, sure. And so Lorenzo Insigne is the Eric Hasley of uh, this year. He's oh like, God, oh, I hope not. Holy shit, that's Burn. great signing. This will be great. Oh, uh, yeah, could, that could work. I thought you were referring to the Mayan calendar. <laughs> I could be. You never know. Um, no, in a funny way, it actually reminds me more of uh, last year of like youth movement. Screw that. Yeah, that's a good shout. Hmm. That's a good shout. I, I feel like uh, I feel like I, like I I want to believe that it's oh the experiment's over, but I think what it actually is is this there was no experiment. You guys are playing because this is what we have right now. Yeah. Come July, which was always the plan, you're all going to be replaced. Ciao tutti. Yeah. Ciao. 
kind hopefully there's at least room for like what at least one of them in like the starting lineup and maybe a couple to come off the bench yeah uh, only, one, only, one, only ones that sound italian so prizzo yeah. might have a chance Petrasso, yes. Petrasso oh, yeah, could get it. Petrasso, um, I feel um, bad for Jaden Nelson. I know he didn't mm-hmm. exactly excel on Saturday, but I have a lot of time for Jaden Nelson. I think he's been bet- more often better than bad this season. You just can't change Nelson into an Italian-sounding name, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter how stereotypical an accent you put on it. To be fair, you know, to just one or two kids in the lineup would probably be a better idea, even for any kind of youth movement, than like six of them in there. There, were, there was too many. Mm. You know, you just, uh, you know, if you can get, yeah, you got a good solid team, and you know, every game you got maybe like one or two, like young kids starting, and another couple coming off the bench. I think that would be, you know, a, a better way to be developing the youth than hey, there's six of them. And then another five of them coming off the bench in every game. You know, I All exaggerate, right, well then, but, you know. Then, then let's get into it then. So right now, up up until when I wrote when I wrote the rundown <laughs> last night and this morning, <clears throat> before all sorts of things started to change, um, we knew that obviously uh, Insigne and uh, Cristito are both here already. So we've got a new attacking superstar and a old come to MLS retirement league um, defender who's still probably better than most of our defenders. Um, Now for Mimo, as they call him, um, I'm not sure why, but I don't care. Um, It's Eminem as far as I'm concerned for, for both of them or M plus M. Oh, Echo Beach. Sorry. My brain is skittering. Nice. Very nice. Um, But, you know, he's, he's a, he's a fullback. He's not a central defender is my understanding, or he does both. But one of the things that I found really interesting lately in terms of how TFC has been set up defensively, sure. They've had Salcedo and and Mavinga playing together. Shane O'Neill is, I don't know, injured or just out of favor a little bit, mostly on the bench, even though I thought he, you know, did fairly admirably, but I guess Mavinga's back in the fold again. So that's not necessarily a bad thing, but for me, like, even after he seems to have recovered from injury, the noticeable absence of Caden Chung, who I thought, yes, I, you know, youth player, but I thought had really acquitted himself quite well as one of the only natural fullbacks that TFC actually has on their roster at the moment. Um, So I'm curious Mm -hmm. in terms of what what it's going to do for him, but also how they're maybe going to set this defense up going forward. Well, um, p- presumably, you know, this uh, the Chris Gito guy, the little Crisco, he's on the old side. He's not going to be playing every single game, is he? That was so close to a spit take, Duncan. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, putting Ito on a name clearly just means little the rest of the name. So, Crisquito, little yeah. Crisco. Little no Crisco. Crisco. He, sang, yeah. he sang the little fun song. Ah, lovely. Lovely. I mean, Italians love their food. I mean, that's what it comes down and to. Thongs. Mm. Yes. Little Crisco. Oh, my God. Mm. That's, um, that's his name. <laughs> Anyway, so like that's something that 
sort of made me you know starting to like just consider about where where they might use him whether they would again older player do you really want him playing on the outside um but they like they have him listed as either a left back or a center back right so and if i remember correctly isn't Caden Jung a left uh, Caden Jung a left back as well so maybe a mentor on the club for him or just trying to like if TFC could have two fullbacks playing at the same time it'd be exciting and unlike anything they've done for you know at least a season um and then of course El Magnifico. Yeah. Holy Awful. motherfucking circus. Awful. Jesus. Like, talk about talk about bread and circuses, right? Like, Jesus. It's... Oh, man. We made fun of the bloody big deal, but, oh, this feels so much worse. Why does this feel so much worse? Does it? Uh, oh, does. it does. You, but, you, I don't think it's... Maybe I'm just so far removed from it, or maybe it's because I actually like Jermaine Defoe. I don't know. I don't know. Is that what it is? It's like, you know, Magnifico. I mean, fuck. That's awful. He just sounds like a magician. A really good magician. Didn't you see his jacket? (laughs) (laughs) That man loves a white party, let me tell you. Like, seriously. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, presumably he's a very good player, but, you know, and and it's like, I... uh, Real Magnifico, I, you know, let's go to go to like Canadian and what have you. You got to go with hockey. You got to the great one, and then the Gretzky and the Mario Lemieux was like magnificent, whatever. Insigne, sure, he's a good player, but he's not like a holy fucking shit. He's one of the best players ever. He deserves the nickname like Magnificent. I, uh, I mean, we're not the target audience. No, at all. Like, not even. <laughs> Like that's Remotely. the thing. Like I feel like with whenever the, whenever the marketing goes, I don't want to say over the top, but like it's just so apparent. You know, the bloody big deal thing wasn't for wasn't for us. Well, it was for people who it's, it's for are on the fence who don't who look at MLS as this retirement league or minor league or beneath them or whatever whatever ex- hoops you got to jump through to get. To get to the point where you just shit on whatever, I feel like, I feel like, like again, this I'm not the target audience. Going down to Cafe Diplomatico, not the target audience. No, literally not the target audience. But well, so <laughs> something I said earlier, like I said, I said finally, you know, pandering to Vaughn, whatever. But I, I, I actually mean that. This is something, you know, we you've been if you've been around TFC land from the beginning, especially, but for long enough, you know what this team was almost called and um you know uh it was gonna be like inter toronto or something i know the northman was the other one i know know, but i'm since we're not we're talking about the italian connection here tony i feel like that's like the one we should be referring to well vaughn is north of toronto (sighs) do not Make could, me message your woman to throw shit at you because I, I will do it. I just find that this is really, really long way to, to go to attack York United. I mean, I didn't think they would even acknowledge them anymore. Oh my God, let me make my fucking point, you two. Jesus. 
sorry, Mark, I know you're sick. Um, anyway, when, when that didn't happen and when it took whatever, however many, thir- you know, 12 years, 10 years for, uh, for them to have a, a high-ish profile Italian player, like, like the, the divide between Toronto FC and, and the, the Italian soccer community within the GTA is, is well known. Like they, you know, there's been a lot of bad blood, like legitimately. Um, and this has gone, you know, way in the other direction in terms of, of mending this. Like I've seen, like, and, and TFC is going full in on it. And, and sure, why not? Like you've got a whole segment of the population that you have up until now, a little bit with Javinko, but up until now really haven't been able to tap dollar-wise, fan-wise, promotion-wise, um, but there are, you know, like there's videos on their Instagram. There's videos on the homepage. There's like a fucking special on TSN on Thursday night on Insigne. You mean an advertorial? Yes. Um, that is exactly what it is. Um, like ShamWow? <laughs> wish it were ShamWow. Jack. That would be great. ShamWow interviews Insigne. Um, they, they, they don't have to like just like stick to the Italian thing. I mean, you, know, you just appeal to a wider audience. Bring in Michael Caine. The Italian job. job. I know. What mm. job? Took a sec. Thanks, dude. <clears throat> oh no, I got it. <laughs> I'd be there for that. Blow the doors off. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to bury it. I have a Batman. <laughs> Oh, oh no, movie. are we going to do that another Michael Caine accent off for the rest oh, of the show? Oh, I'm not fuck. ready for this. Zulus, thousands of them. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> this is not the direction I expected this show to go. Thank you, Duncan. I'm here, Duncan Chino. Always, um, always here for you. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm so mm. glad. Maybe um, he meant Everton defender Michael Keane. No. No, I'm okay. pretty sure that's mm. not it. Um, but so there's, and, and again, like all power to them. This is, it'll be good for, they'll be good for whatever the coffers and, and the profile of the club. Hopefully it is good for the club itself. Um, people talk about Insigne like he's the second coming. Um, and little Crisco seems like he's had a pretty solid career. Um, <laughs> and again, probably is better than most of the defenders we have right now, which is terrifying, but that just seems to be the TFC way. With um, with their arrival, other than the circus that accompanied it, um, like, do you, do you look at the ambitions of the club any differently? Does it give you... Like we'll talk about this a little bit more in in a, in a bit, but just immediate like reaction to having like because we've known about Insigne for months and months and months and months and months. Um, Mimo was a sort of a surprise. Well, it wasn't a surprise, but then it went away and then it came back again. So we got a different box of cereal and found a new prize at the bottom. So, like, I'm not sure yeah. what I think about either of them. Yeah, I mean, he's a bit old, isn't he? And you know, thirty-five. <laughs> Defenders and old people, yeah. Insigne absolutely should fucking do very fucking well in this league. Um, Little Crisco, yeah. I'm unimpressed. Um, 
I definitely think there's a, a very healthy dose of thinking with uh, the empty seats rather than thinking about building the club. And yeah, that's, you know, it's, they're a sports entertainment business. And fair, there are a lot of empty seats. It's right there in their name. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so, you know, attendance for numerous reasons, including rebounding out of COVID uh, has been an issue. But even prior to that, I think with TFC, it's, you know, not quite the heights of the championship years. Unfortunately, when they, you know, think about when it was packed to the gills, it was because they were a winning club, really not as much, not so much to do with necessarily. Who was that? No, no, well, okay. Now it took good players. It took really good players to build a championship team, but there, I could be wrong, but it seemed like there was thought into who those players were coming in. This, I don't know, with with those two as well as the seemingly incoming uh, uh, Bernardeschi, uh, it just, I I don't know. It it doesn't strike me as a thought-out plan rather than who can we get. But I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to be proven wrong. I'm not sure. I mean, Insigne, yeah, he's a... He's a talent above, way above your average MLS mm-hmm. player. That, that's going to be fun to watch. That, and there's, you know, there's the entertainment value of that. As far as building a team, I don't know. It seemed like when Jivinko came in, he was the jewel in the crown, but, a, you know, a really good crown surrounded by other good pieces. This, this I don't know. It seems a bit scattered and it seems a bit strange that it's, all from Italy all at once? Yeah, well, I mean, you talk about Jovinko being the, the jewel of the crown and good players, what have you. 2015, TFC, when Jovinko was really good, they were a bit of a shit show. And yeah. then, you know, they kind of solidified with a bunch of like MLS veterans in 2016 and then obviously 2017. They were really good for a few years. So mm-hmm. maybe this is just, all right, we're going to be like 2015 TFC kind of crap, but with some good players who can take them into being a playoff team who'll get, you know, the, uh, get the shit kicked out of them when they come up against an actual good team. Yeah, That's, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. And that, right, well, you know what? Least. Yeah. So that would, make a, that would make this a, a moot point, really. The only thing is, again, like, little Crisco is uh, 35, so yeah. not really a guy you would, a building block, he'd be a Stop no, but like I said, but maybe, mm-hmm. maybe someone like maybe maybe a mentor. Well, we'll we'll get into it a little bit further. Um, I, I hate to sort of like just really wrench the car around this corner, but we're going to talk about Campiel for a few minutes. Uh, I know that was a seamless transition. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't talk about Campiel as much as we probably should. Um, well, they're really low on the Italians for one thing. So, well, mm-hmm. I know seriously, if they would just like get their fucking shit together, like York, man, mm-hmm. you're right there. Um, but a couple things that I thought needed to be mentioned, uh, the first and foremost and, and very exciting thing, although they are still in last place, uh, is that the Eddies won a match. In fact, they won two. Hooray! Like time, cue, cue, cue the comeback. Um, and they've well looked done, the Loney boys. They've <laughs> they've looked like decent doing it, which has been kind of nice. Um, but uh, I was 
you know, like, I, I, you don't want to see everybody just be shit all the time. Um, and if Edmonton doesn't have a successful season or two, like there is a concern. Concern, right there's still that concern about the viability of of their club um which has been unfortunately problematic since they joined the campiel uh, however uh, a three nil drubbing quite frankly of the why you guys was i think a, a good sign of things to come for them or at least i certainly hope so <laughs> um but um yeah, two wins. Again, still at the bottom of the standings, uh, which is just crazy. Um, but speaking of the standings, uh, the Pony Boys are in first. Boo. I know. Uh, just ahead of Otletti on goal differential, um, whereas the Aquaman still struggling. They've dropped a third. But, like, they've played uh, – they're tied with Edmonton for the most matches played on the season so far. Right behind uh, Pacific uh, are the Handies with a gazillion games in hand. Um, now, Aquaman still struggling to find that early season form where they were taking on everybody and just, like, destroying all comers. Their last match, at least they did score some goals again because they seem to have forgotten how to do that. But then they let the other team score an equal number of goals. 3-3 three, three draw. It was very disappointing. Um, and, uh, yeah, then you've got, you've got Valor who are just sort of, can't believe I just called them Valor, dear gods. Someone stop me. We got the, what are we calling them now? Are we still calling them the Peggers? No, we called them something Green else. Mice. Green, Green Mice. Green Mice. Sorry. The Green Mice who are, um, yeah, you know, I'm, just, I'm starting to feel a little bit sorry for them. They, they it's just kind of like, uh, trying. They're really, yeah, they're trying. I want to mm. pat them on the head and be like, they're there, it'll be okay. But they're another club that I think if they can't find some success or they can't get some sort of better cooperation of, uh, out of their owners in terms of like promotion and stadium support, that there's potential issues down the pipe. You know what I mean? I mean, are they not into you know, owners and stadium? I mean, they are showing the CFL thing with the, um, the the Winnipeg CFLers. The Blue Bombers. There you go. Woof. I, was um, like, I wasn't going to remember what they were called either. So <laughs> I, I was I was willing to go on this this, this trip with you, Duncan. So <laughs> so I mean, is, is that not a fairly okay? Well, yeah, you're just I mean, yeah, a bit of an afterthought, but presumably it's a fairly stable kind of situation that they've got there, isn't it? They, it's maybe I, not a great one, but it's fully stable. It's all right. You're good you know, to get us an extra 20 dates at the stadium a year. So fine. I mean, I could be I wrong. I think there's still, I feel like there's, I think there's still issues. And, and if there's any Winnipeg uh, supporters that listen to us, please, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I feel like there's still issues in terms of like stadium branding when, when they play, uh, um, mm -hmm. just Fair in enough, terms yeah. of like, 
support for the for the supporters group for Red River Rising. Like there's, I feel like there's been there's been some issues that have sort of been ongoing, um, kind of since their inception. Where, as you said, like they are they are the afterthought. They're not, but they're not even getting maybe, you know, even that extra ten percent of support kind of thing from the stadium owners, which are the Blue Bombers. So I just feel like that's sort of still like a, a bit of a acrimonious relationship that is sort of to a degree hindering what the game day experience is like there, which obviously can impact fans that may return if they were there for their first match, that kind of thing. Um, I could be thinking about last season or another season, but I feel like that's still kind of a thing. Mark, I don't know. You might know better than I, a little more dialed in on the CanPL side. Um, not, not, not too much. So, I mean, what I, okay. One of the things that, again, this is, if somebody's in Winnipeg knows better, um, please, please let me know. Um, the, the Bombers are a community owned team and if they're the community owned team and they own the KMPL team, I don't know how that works. Honestly, I wouldn't think they would allow that, but like, I, something something has changed, and I lost track of who and when. Right. Because I can't imagine the KMPL would let a community-owned ownership group into the league, and I can't imagine that a community-owned ownership team would want to buy a soccer team. Right. So, like, I'm that's like even as you were talking about this, is like, what the fuck is the situation there? I don't like, I don't understand it. So. I kind All of right, well, like, you know what? If like someone from Winnipeg doesn't minimum, get in touch with us, yeah, I, ahead, feel, I feel like I feel like Winnipeg's like, it's like, well, you know, we we put an ad in the paper. You know what I mean? Like they're just Me drummer. Yeah, like no, but like they did. They put an ad in the put an ad in the paper. There's a game on on Saturday. We put it in the Thursday paper. What more do you want from us? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I feel like I feel like their crowds should be better, but then again, I could probably say that about the entire league. So, yeah. You know what? We will, we will look into this in a more thorough, uh, allegedly journalistic way and uh, report back to you guys next week. How's that? I will. Okay. All right. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Duncan. Thanks thanks for the help. That's good. (laughs) I'll make noises with my mouth. (laughs) Zip zap. Um, good okay i i will look into it um i'll i'll, I'll ask the president of red river rising look at you. i know them it's connected yep. you know it gotta make it seem like i'm important otherwise she doesn't, you guys talk, won't she doesn't talk to, to the tre- she doesn't talk to the treasurer no no, no. we're gonna go well, all might as well go straight to the top when i can come on now Anyway, um, there's some fun to be had in watching KMPL. I do say this, um, even when we talk about it, it, it is it is worthwhile. There's been some good storylines, um, and it's nice to see some movement throughout the table um, in terms of you know teams that are being successful early on or not. Um, it is still unfortunate that Edmonton continues to languish at the bottom, but two wins. Two wins. They're on the move. It's exciting. 
Go Eddie. Stretch those dollars at Woolco. Now during store-wide dollar days. Twin packs Woolco tapes only $1 each. During dollar days at Woolco right now. A press play, y'all. A press pause, y'all. A press stop and then rewind. And when you find a loop, but then you do it again. Record the same thing every time. But come on. A press play, y'all. A press pause, y'all. A press stop and then rewind. And when you find a loop, then you do it again. Record the same thing every time. But come on. Well, every time I set up and step in the booth, I can't help but reflect on cassettes of my youth. When I was packing the crew into my tiny bedroom, a recluse recording freestyles to let loose. Heads new. Yes. Yeah, so what we're talking about. Mostly going to be TFC with a little bit of gambling. That's right. <laughs> Thrown in for good measure. Um, so we started talking about okay. this um, in the uh, first segment, but obviously things in TFC land are um, uncertain in terms of players at the moment. What has been interesting has been how today uh day of recording tuesday has shuffled out uh, in terms of player movements for toronto what sort of seemed to be what would be the obvious one is carlos salcedo because there's there's been a lot of rumors lately that he and the team are on the outs things just aren't quite working um whether it's been his play it's there's there seems to be his play is either really good or dear gods, what was that kind of thing? Um, and then there's always questions about things he posts on social media. It's like, Oh, he's in Mexico right now. What's that all about? And, but even though the team has been at least this last week, been pretty forthright in saying he has, there's some like family issues that he's dealing with um, kind of like back off a little bit. So I have appreciated that from at least a, rumor dampening or at least for that reason but i did expect today that the player that we were going to see the dp that we were going to see moving on uh was going to be salcedo but instead he's gone in pause form um pozuelo what going to miami q will smith um and returns talents to the south beach yep Mm. Mm-hmm. So Toronto's getting an uh, empty DP spot, um, 150K in GAM from Miami. And, mm. you know, whatever. Some money is better than no money. He's got six months left on his contract. There has been a lot of talk that Pozuela was not going to be here next year. And... You know, there's been a couple interviews and there's been a lot of hints dropped that this was what was, you know, this was the direction that was heading. Now, I did not expect or see this coming at all. And I guess I just haven't been paying enough attention. But, um, yeah. So, and the the big thing, and, 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 and Duncan, you, you mentioned it earlier, um, is, uh, or sorry, it was Tony, uh, Bernadeschi. Mm. Uh, you know, Juventus attacking midfielder, and Lord knows we need us some creativity in the midfield. Um, Federico Benedeschi heading this way, apparently. Still not, con- still not confirmed, but uh, it's kind of all over the Twitters and seems to be almost a foregone conclusion that 
you know, sometime in the next couple of days, that's going to get announced. So the Italian, the Italian connection, the, 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 the repatriating of the Italian national team to TFC continues, apparently. I mean, yeah. um, I, I personally thought, can't. I thoughts personally on can't all wait. of this, the fall of Pozuelo, the, the, the bringing in of this guy. Look, I personally can't wait. Once this all kind of like they sign Bernadeschi and, you know, just everything's all good. Everything's all good. And just when you think, oh, okay, this is quite the acquisition. That's when Seba gets announced. And the shit goes Whoa. on nuts. And and the the like at this point, the, you the almost feel like they have so to, many people right? would just be insane. Oh, well, oh, well, where's, where's Subba gonna play? Doesn't matter. We go fucking. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> we go. We have Venezuelos. Like you know, <laughs> we'll find a place. If we've got Larry and Bernie up front, we don't need Subba. Larry and Bernie. Yes, Larry, <laughs> Bernie, and Little Crisco. They could totally be a cockney sort of crime mob going off to Italy to do something. <laughs> oh my God, it's the sequel to The Gentleman. That's what this is. Larry, Bernie, and Little Crisco. Um, can we can we all agree that Little Crisco is actually printed, it's spelled L-I-L with an apostrophe as if he was... Oh, a, yeah. um, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. Little yeah. Crisco? Yeah. Little yeah. Crisco, yeah. Yeah, like Crystal featuring Larry. Mm, yeah. That's a hot track. <laughs> um, so the fall of Pozuelo. Because mm-hmm. and it's 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 disappointing. Like it's it it I I I'm not happy to see him moving on. I, I guess it makes good business. And obviously he's struggled over the last two years. Um, last year with his marriage falling apart. Um, being away from his kids and anyone he knows, all those things, right? Like going through it by himself in a foreign country, all those, all those fun and exciting things was, when your world is falling was apart. It, was it really by himself? I feel like he had what's his name, Soteldo, there to, to hang out with him and be cool. <laughs> yeah, he was a, definitely a comfort. He was there trying to help, that's for sure. Well, to, be fair, <laughs> yeah. the US, to be fair, the U.S. is a foreign country for him, too. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, but... And True. he's been he's been up and down this season. I, I think I felt like there was moments where we were seeing the old Pozuelo, the MVP winning Pozuelo. Um, but to have it go south this fast kind of now is this is this like just like COVID and life stuff? Um, did we just luck into a really good year from Pozuelo? Um, is TFC cursed? I think it's more what? tactics, tactics than anything, really. I think, you know, yeah. in sort of like Vanny's team that he came into in like 2019, whatever it was, it was, all right, this is an established good team that is more or less going to be sort of controlling possession in most games and needs say, some uh, like fancy player, you know, Vasquez previously, then to Pazuelo to be the guy who can, you know, unlock a defense that's kind of like sitting there sort of sitting back against this big team. So, I mean, he fit in very well to that. There's, I think, you know, Chris Armas and then um, the other guy last year and Bob Bradley this year. It's more, seems to be more about, you know, sort of 
pressing and creating counterattacks and that sort of thing. And that doesn't seem to be you know, his strong point, really. So, uh, in fact, a lot of people are saying it's to say, oh, yeah, you know, he's kind of like one of the wingers, but he'll kind of drift all over the place. And then that really kind of makes TFC vulnerable on that one wing that he's supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, tactically, he just didn't fit anymore. He you know, put him in a, uh, I don't know if uh, Miami would be better for him, presumably. Uh, if they're coming after him, they have an idea that they want to use him that way. But, yeah, he was good for uh, a couple of years there when he made sense within the team. The last couple of years, he hasn't really made sense and he hasn't really been good. So, yeah. We we mentioned earlier uh, also, too, about their decision-making, possibly, you know, having a marketing angle to to it, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's which is their, mm-hmm. their right to do as, as owners. Uh, um, you know, they've probably tapped that Pozuelo uh, interest as far as could go. Don't think he was really putting thumbs in the seats. You know, people who watch the team appreciate him as a good player, appreciate his season. Even when he was the MVP, I don't think he really was lighting up the casual ticket buyer. No. Agreed. No, doesn't, and, doesn't and, mean and, doesn't mean that's a doesn't mean that's a good uh, reason to get rid of a player or or sign a player, but yeah, um, but it could it might come into the thinking as well. I do think, and I, I it's it's been interesting sort of to be what, look at look at social media's reaction, um, which is obviously like the most reasonable. Um, <laughs> but um you know, there's a great deal of TFC fandom on on Twitter, but also. Um, you know, opinions from MLS uh, people, North American soccer journalists, uh, some who, you know, there's there's definitely a segment of TFC fans that, you know, wrote Pozuelo off and are literally delighted to see him go. Like, I'm not delighted to see him go. Um, I honestly, I, well, I don't like Miami, so I want him to do well. I want them to be shit. Um, but I like Pozuelo. I've got nothing against the guy. And I think he's a talented player that, you know, as Duncan said, tactically, he just doesn't fit. He's not the focus anymore. Um, and there's been, you know, a lot of rotating cast around him and a lot of changing of tactics around him the last two years. Right. So it's been, it's been a bit weird. Um, but uh, like, you know, there's a few people out there who are like, he is going to be the key for Miami and something that they can build around. Um, in some cases, it's almost like they're talking about him like a younger Vasquez um, with a little more attacking bite. You know, someone who can really, you know, be that focal point in the midfield for them, um, but also score some goals. Like, obviously, Vasquez scored some goals. But um, it's sort of an interesting... You know, depending, I guess, depending on your perspective outside of Toronto, I think people are seeing this deal as a little more of a, you know, sure, a bit of a surprise to see TFC dump a DP midseason like this, um, but also good business for Miami to go ahead. Like, like Vasquez, you know, he'd be obviously a great player to add to a team that is being well built. I, I don't know if Miami is that team, but if, you know, if you can fit Pazuelo in as a piece and not, but not necessarily the piece, like the guy who has to carry the team on his back, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. A, a terrific, a terrific uh, addition to a, to a 
team that's building towards something. Um, yeah, I'm not sure he's the man you want to build a team around, like that superstar level. Although, you know, we can't ignore his MVP season. It was great. But... It wasn't that long ago. Like, that's the no, thing, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he's 30 years old now. He's kind of that, you know, I know Vasquez was a bit older, and so maybe mm-hmm. it's not the per- perfect uh, comparison. But, yeah, he's that kind of guy who would be terrific on a team that has a bunch of terrific pieces already but maybe he's not the guy you it's not like tfc are rebuilding i don't know what tfc are doing right now i think they are rebuilding they're just rebuilding over a longer period building yeah maybe just building in different directions i don't know um but yeah so if miami thinks they have the pieces around him uh, yeah it's really good business for them Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I mean, oh. he could be a very useful player in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it will. It's going to be. It's going to be quite. It's going to be very interesting. Like I, 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 I don't watch as much MLS as I used to, but um, I might take a, you know, take a look at some of their games just to see what's happening there because I'm sort of curious now, right? Um, and then I don't think what do they just trying to see uh, do they yeah oh <laughs> so who comes to town for the last home game of the season for Toronto <gasps> Miami oh. dun, dun, dun. mark your calendars people the return of Pozuelo there we go that's that's actually that's some that's well well done mls scheduling gods without your knowledge but that's some good that's some good drama being built right there assuming hopefully hopefully we don't need the three points to do to avoid relegation (laughs) because good point i feel like we're gonna need them honestly yes i think you're right um yeah all right yeah well, with within all of this, so you know, pause is gone. Still not sure what's happening with Salcedo, um, and uh, apparently, again, uh, Bernardeschi is 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 en route. Um, but some other sort of things have been happening as well. One which sounds like it's about to be a done deal, kind of similar to Bernardeschi, lower level, of course. Another that just, especially if you're an old school TFC fan or you're me. Um, is that uh, Zombie Sheevas uh, released Daniel Henry. Mm. So that's intriguing. Um, it's weird. Is, is Daniel Henry the kind of player that you want to be sort of bringing into? I mean, presumably we're looking for someone really solid to be building a defense around. <laughs> I, what are you saying, uh, Duncan? I'm saying, you know, the, the defense currently isn't great. Mm-hmm. Is Daniel Henry, you know, is a not great defense the the, the best sort of is, defense well, here's to my, be using Daniel Henry to? Here's my question. Here's my question. Well, is 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 Daniel Henry less Daniel Henry esque than Salcedo, or more <laughs> Daniel Henry esque than Salcedo? Salcedo has had a very Daniel Henry esque season. He really has. Yeah. But yeah. 
Posado actually owns a, a restaurant in Turkish Cyprus, which is very strange. <laughs> mm. That's just flexibility. Uh, right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other news, uh, again, still waiting for confirmation on this, but a number of people within uh, local Canadian soccer journalistic community are talking about this. Um, Mark Anthony K, baby. Return of the Mac. Yeah. Apparently, he's, apparently he's coming this way. Uh, Colorado is agreeing to part with him for for who or for what. We don't know yet, but it's been mentioned multiple places in the last couple hours as though, you know, just waiting for the ink to dry and for them to announce the details. Now, was, was Gareth Wheeler one of them? He I, might have I, been, yes. I, I yes. can't tell if, if, if though he was one of the people who was uh, on that. Yeah, did, did he? Yeah. I, okay. I think he might have mentioned it, um, mm. you know, after a certain quality control broadcaster uh, mentioned it on TSN. Um, mm. The thing with Mark Anthony Kay, other than beloved in, 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 in many places, um, so there's a lot of things. He's already got ties to Toronto, and this is something that's been talked about for several years since he's never played. He never played for Toronto's first team. He played for the academy. He's one of those players that got dicked around um, by uh, the front office in terms of a youth player. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this a gazillion times. Um, but he, uh, he left and started playing elsewhere in MLS landed at Zombie Chivas with Bob Bradley uh-huh, and did very well there until the injury. Um, and even post-injury had some success, but things were a little off. But when he initially went to LAFC um, and played for Bob Bradley, he was like, he was, an, he was, you know, a player that MLS front office was touting and promoting and putting on things, right? Because that's, that's how, well he was doing and how successful they were they were being um again hasn't been as successful lately but he had you know he showed some decent play with robin fraser in colorado but perhaps a reuniting uh you know a reunion with uh, his old coach back in to could be good mm-hmm it- should theoretically work. I mean, hopefully they're not just for the sake of Canada. Hopefully they're not siding him with the idea of he's going to be a bench player. And I think I can't imagine that they would be because Colorado spent a lot of money on him, and mm-hmm. so they're presumably going to be getting a lot back, whether it's you know cash or players or what have you. So presumably he's uh, going to be very much part of the first team squad. But uh, if he is, yeah, I'm down with that. Hundred percent. Other people on the panel want to weigh uh, in. On this you, why did you talk? That was such a good, like, extended pause. <laughs> no, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> uh, I'll say this: good. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. On to <laughs> now that we've exhausted everything that's happening in, in TFC land. Um, with with all of this, though, like with all this mid-season you know and obviously they've alluded to the fact that they were going to make more moves mid-season other than Insigne um is 
is what, and, and it doesn't help that we don't know, you know, is Mark Anthony Kay coming for sure? Is uh, Bernadeschi, is there still rumors about Richie Larea? Whatever, all of those things. Um, with obviously some of the youth players going to be sidelined from this, but with some on paper at least and, and some known quantities some quality um, coming in to maybe upgrade on some positions and give more life to what has been a pretty toothless attack so far this season. Um, is this a, are these good building blocks for the future or are these just shiny distractions? Here and there. I mean, as far as the future goes, uh, Mark Anthony K is probably the most interesting one as far as, uh, watching development. Um, the others are older or very known quantities. Yeah, Larry and Bernie are young enough to be around for a few years and still be good. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, there's no real mystery of what kind of player they will become. They have become the player they are. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess their their impact in MLS is interesting to watch. Um, yeah, you you like to pick up a, a player with the potential and at that age that Mark Anthony K is if that mm-hmm. could be pulled off that's a kind of a, a kind of player you like to see your club pick up mm-hmm. uh, the rest is a, a mixed bag little Crisco is you know as we've said band-aid placeholder whatever mentor if you like possibly okay. Marcus thoughts um, yeah it's hearing the phrase future kind of bandied about is really confusing because um, when I think of future, you know, assigning that, that with the future in mind, I'm thinking of signing players that are, you know, 27 and under at the, at the, at the least, because if you're thinking, <laughs> sure, I'm not talking about next week. I'm talking about seasons from now. Um, I mean, this is, this is a, this is a, this is a short term plan. Like, 2023 2024 and then we'll see what we're doing um i don't know i don't think it's necessarily a bad idea i mean like are the kids getting better i think they are i genuinely think they are but time runs out patient runs thin seats seats don't get filled so you got to do something so from that from that point of view like I only wish those kids had somewhere to play. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> they'll, have, they'll have Colorado. <laughs> I uh, probably a, bit, a couple of them will be going off there. Yeah, to uh, an exchange for. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm, that's I'm, what I figure is probably happening now. So, like, Mark Anthony K is is twenty seven. Um, Bernadeschi is twenty eight. Um, really, I, 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 wow, I was. I overestimated Mark Anthony K's age. Jeez. Yeah. yeah he's he been around. Younger. Like he's, he's been, he's, he's, yeah, exactly. Like he was, he's a veteran. Like he well, went from... I, well, then I take back everything I said. He's too old. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Um, he's, not, he's not too old, but, but I, but I did think, I don't know why I, I thought he was younger. No, now in Sydney, he's older than I realized, you know, was gross. in, in Sydney, he's older than I realized. Um, I thought he was still in his twenties. He's 31. He's, 
He's 31, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got a good, like, three years or so. Yeah, least. so that's, I, that's, that's not yeah, bad. That's um, obviously, Nerd. obviously, little Crisco won't be around, but... Um, Baron Dash is uh, 28, I think, yeah. if I'm not yeah, mistaken. He, yeah. yeah, he's 20, 28 or 27, one of them, mm. yeah. Um, I, think, I think it's the idea, like, when, when I hear teams talk about the future, the future, the future, I'm thinking, like, a, you know, five-year plan. Mm. This never feels like a five-year plan there's no nothing ever feels like a five-year plan in mls in in in, yeah. in toronto fc it's two years three years tops but it's a two-year plan that, you said it right though it's 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 not necessarily even tfc it's mls it's not a, there's not a hell of a lot of like five-year builds in this league or like you know oh we're, we're bringing up this core group this uh, you know group of youngsters and we're going to really develop it doesn't happen a ton not not with the winning clubs really it, it's it's if you, it, if, if you ever get really good players you're gonna sell them on aren't you so well yeah this is a selling league so like you know if you bring up a good youngster who's a spe- you know they're, they're often snapped up by a bigger fish in europe or wherever um but yeah this league is definitely one of more of where you can turn things around in a hurry like you like a a core roster change your core with your core group is and can really change the time because you just got to sneak into the playoffs and get hot so and that's considered success in this league right yeah. everyone will forget everyone will forget where you finished in the table if you sneak into the playoffs in fifth spot but go to the final just it though it's like it's i i feel like i feel like in this i'm not going to say anything new to you guys or anyone who's really listening but like we we often come with come towards this as, as a, uh, with a, a, a Eurocentric or non-North American mindset. Like success doesn't mean finishing top three and going to Champions League. Success is finishing, you know, 13th league overall, but you get to go to the playoffs. Like, is, I guess that's success, you know, bonus games in the winter. Sure. Let's like, I don't like, our, the the I, the value system is a little skewed from what I'm used to. Like saying it's success, trophies are success. That's great. Let's win. Let's win every V Cup. That's great. But like MLS success, you know, two thirds of the league makes the playoffs. Woo! <laughs> like hooray! So I, I I'm not. You know, so, so the concept of success is, is to me in in MLS is, is so muddled and it's so participatory ribbonish, like you know whatever so like the team's just got to be good enough to finish sixth all right fantastic you guys did great and then you take your ch- take your chances the postseason and i'm not i'm not really knocking it but to me it's like middling isn't success but i guess it's success when you finish next to the bottom of the league i don't know um, so I'm going to do a really strange little break in with some uh, news, not TFC related, um, but. Oh, can we guess uh, what kind of news it is? Is it even football related or is it just like it, something? It, no, it's football related. It's, it's, it's from a couple hours ago. Um, right. RFK stadium is on fire. Yeah. Your defense is terrified. Okay. Your defense I, is terrified. Hash, hashtag never forget raccoons. Anyway, uh, several fires apparently in the stadium. 
and Cosworth. <laughs> still, I'm not kidding. RFK <laughs> Stadium was on fire. They've got the fence is terrified. I'm saying the song, Kristen. Uh, <laughs> what? Who, who, who plays there any? Who plays there anymore? Nobody. Huh. Exactly. Maybe a monster truck. I don't know. But like, no, there, there is no, there is no tenant. Kristen, can you find out if this is monster truck related? Dig Bigfoot. <laughs> spark a fire oh mm. brave brave diggers had enough <laughs> he's he's literally digging the, the stadium's grave I will, I will no longer bow to your tyranny orange blossom <laughs> what, what, was, it, was it orange blossom he, trying to remember the cartoon usa one screw you usa one are you still a thing anyway Anyway, I just I, I I was I was on I was looking to see if there's any TSC updates and I was like, wait, what? But what uh, have they been using for, for storage? storage? I guess I I, I don't know. I mean, anyway. I mean, I'm sad because Dero played there, so it's like hallowed it's ground. A, but yeah. you know, Duncan's very sad, obviously. Clearly, on yes. mute with weeping. I I, mm. I, I suspect. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I did. I thought it was a joke too, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Um, maybe it misses okay. Debro, and it's just like set itself alight. Aww, <laughs> that 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 seems likely. Um. All right. <laughs> I mean, it would be awesome if Debro showed up with the firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in the neighborhood. Um, I'll shake and bake this fire out. Please let that be true. Before we move on to the two previews we're going to allegedly do, um, something came out over the last 24 hours in the the more international world of football, uh, EPL uh, specifically, uh, that is near and dear is like the wrong phrase perhaps, but something that we've talked about many times on this show or on Twitter and just, you know, in conversation. Um, and it has to do with uh, shirt sponsors in football. And other than the fact that, you know, we all agree that shirt sponsors are shit. No one hates them more than Duncan. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody. 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 However, it's possible that no one hates gambling sponsors on football kids as much as I do. I'm not sure. Duncan, I can, we can work. With, <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> um, so apparently the English Premier League contacted clubs on Monday to um, talk to them about phasing out getting rid of the betting companies on their shirts within the next three years, not, not necessarily out of the goodness of their hearts. No, no, no. This is to avoid a government imposed ban, which I think is hilarious. Um, but anything that will make them do this, I think is amazing. Um, apparently there's a bunch of clubs who are like, sure, no problem. We'll do it right away. And those are the clubs. That, those those are the clubs that don't have sponsors. Of course it is. But... <laughs> of course it is. Yes, we are fully behind this. I just told um, you, no, don't don't do this and get halfway into the season and then have the ban happen and then half of the teams have got to go without any jersey sponsor at all for the last half of the season, and oh, you just no. go out there with a a delightful playing kit. Everyone will see. Oh well, this is much better and. 
you know, glory ensues. I think all clubs, no matter the size, should be forced to only have the sponsor of their local, like, you know, mechanics, like the good old days. Yeah. Please. I mean, that sounds amazing. The sponsor has to exist within five miles of the stadium. Oh, I like that. That's good. I, I, I would be, I would be completely on board because some of them smaller teams will either have the most absurdly massive sponsor, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Some tiny mm. ass team, but they just happen to be next to like the world's biggest John Deere plant or something like that. It's like, this, this okay. is like back in the, the mid nineties when uh, Darlington uh, were sponsored by orange, like the, the, the yeah. cell phone company. Mm. Cause I think like orange had a, either like a factory or a call center or something near Darlington. And so I've decided to sponsor Darlington and yeah, huge for it's like cell phone company, everything Darlington. Perfect. Fulham would just have some local billionaire who lives down the street. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, let's, face it, let's face it. All these betting companies would just open up a shop next to the stadium and that's oh, look, we qualify now. So that's a very good point. Yeah. That's, that's the obvious loophole. Some, some of them already do. Some of them have yeah. it in the ground. So yes, yes, indeed. How much closer do you want it to be? Uh, six feet. Six feet from the pitch. <laughs> um, I mean, okay. So aside from the fact that gambling houses on on a, on a football kit is incredibly convenient, hypocritical, and stupid, um, and gross. Um, aesthetically speaking, yeah, get the fuck off the shirt. Honestly. They're uh, never good. It's like, like, you know, for every one passably decent one, there's like, there's like thirty eyesores, and there's so many fucking gambling houses. Like, it's yeah. incredible the number, the sheer number that exists. It's staggering. Um, yeah, I'm like, the only thing that really kind of sucks about it is that. That though that a lot of those a lot of those uh, gambling firms are usually on teams that are like medium to small. There are exceptions. Don't get me wrong, but like, like it's not it's not Arsenal and 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 Manchester City that are that no are, none of the, none of the big six have gambling it's, sponsors. It's Burnley, you know. It's it's Brentford. Brentford. It's like like yo yo teams and and lower and and it's the reason why they're on those shirts is because it's not that terribly expensive to get on it. And it's the best offer on the table. So I understand like, this is exactly why we need to get rid of sponsorship completely. <laughs> kind sponsorship doesn't help the small teams. No, they, they, they kind of don't, but I mean, no. Col- Colorado isn't getting as much sponsorship money as TFC are. It just widens the gap. TFC ain't getting as much sponsorship as fucking Burnley are. It just widens the gap. Burnley aren't getting as much sponsorship money as Man United are. It just widens the gap. It doesn't help anybody, and it just makes things massively worse. I seriously give it to the whole thing. Yeah. No, I I, I look at it like and, you're, and, you're, and, you're right. You're Duncan. You're absolutely right. But in terms of like competitiveness slash survival like that it's not even like in the long run it would adjust itself but it's the short run that would that would fuck up a couple teams competitiveness competitiveness get rid of everything would make things more competitive yeah and and mark like like just like look at it from 
obviously sport in North America is somewhat different, but it's obviously it's been racing in that direction. Like how, oh, how like how horrible has it been this these last few months? I mean, like I, it, as, as horrible as it was before, like I know you're sick of me talking about it, but how how much worse has it gotten I, when every single broadcast, every everything oh, has a betting something attached I, to it? There, it's abhorrent. I'm not I can't remember if it was if it was one soccer or zone. It was one or the other. I don't fucking care anymore. They're all the same now. Literally four different betting houses back to back to back to back. Yes, exactly. There isn't even honor among fucking thieves. Like it's just insane. This is is problematic. Yeah. Seeing Mm. seeing them seeing their proliferation is problematic. I'm not even I'm not even denying that. And and my 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 qualm with the poor smallish teams, like it is it is a pittance compared to the grander issue. I mean, when they got rid of alcohol and tobacco sponsoring, I thought, okay, that is a tremendous step in the right direction. Well done. But there became a vacuum and the next vice that could step in stepped in. And once we get rid of them, we can get rid of multi-level marketing and and then we'll finally be back to Todd's garage. I love Todd's. It's going to be crypto. Crypto is an NFT. Will be uh, yeah. oh and, yeah. and 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 well I mean this is MLS only um, private hospitals that's gross yeah mm. no matter I think what, it should I think it should be you have to only get sponsored by your club's rich like most famous supporter <laughs> that would be hilarious just to see them running around with like or you just know. or just the owner like look if yeah. if, if it's okay for the J League and the K League, you know, like just be TFC BMO. Like it sucks, but you know, like or wh- whoever, whatever the conglomerate that MLSE is, like just do that. Like why doesn't why isn't Gillette on the front of every New England kit? Like it's just right there, guys. Okay, Maybe they don't want men to have the best they can get. No, well clearly they don't. They play in Foxborough. Um, yeah, I. Unfortunately, the, the the vices are the ones with the most disposable income, and that's how we get where we are. And it sucks. And I agree. I like it shouldn't be pro, shouldn't be advertising things that are problematic. That's just especially in sport. You know, it's a recreation. I mean, they shouldn't be on TV anyway. But like, my God, calm the fuck down, everyone. Maybe the how about the biggest local food? And not I'm not talking a brand. Just like, you know, what people eat the most there. Eggs. (laughs) I would buy the shit out of a shirt that's sponsored by broccoli. Yeah. Not not, not like Jim's Farm broccoli. Just fucking broccoli. Broccoli. Montreal Impact brought you by poutine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. they'd be cheese, probably. Well, yeah, there's cheese in poutine. True. Yeah, your, 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 your civic or local dish should be... Decided I mean, upon by an independent body, and that should go on the front of your kit. It look, can be a picture or just the name. Three minor league baseball teams in five street. years, and yeah. then and then every yeah. team does it now every year, and they they sell they sell a small fortune's worth of of goods because the team's got a burrito on their hat. Like, yeah, yeah, give me that, give me that equivalent, that cultural local thing. It would be amazing. I can only imagine what Toronto's would be. 
Like the jokes literally write itself. But yeah. Fuck gambling houses. Yes. Fuck sponsors. All of them. Agreed. Coming up, well, what is coming up is a match that starts oh, in about an hour and a half, a day of recording, for the Canadian Women's National Team um, in the new uh, CONCACAF W Championship Tournament. Uh, eight countries all vying for spots in the uh, Women's World Cup uh, next year in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, so there's two groups. And um, basically, if you top your group, yes, you go straight ahead into the semifinals of this tournament, but you also automatically qualify for the World Cup. Um, And Canada are the top ranked country in their group. So they've got um, Trudeau and Tobago tonight, Panama on Friday, and then uh, Costa Rica next Monday uh, for the group stage. They should, should handily win their group. Mm. Um, Kristen Cannolis. I know. Mm. However, they have not exactly looked sharp um, these last couple months. Now, admittedly, they've only been playing friendlies, but these friendlies are designed to prepare for this tournament and going into you know, Olympic qualifiers, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the winner of this tournament also automatically gets a berth to the 2024 Olympics. Um, so, that's, um, a, lot of, that's a lot of prizes. There's this a is, lot on the line in this in this tournament. Cogacap is, is really trying to throw a lot into this. World Cup qualification and Olympic qualification? Yeah, like they're automatic qualification, qualification without having to do anything else, yeah. It's like the Oprah having... tournament. Hmm. You get a qualification, you get a qualification. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, the past tournaments through CONCACAF um, have usually just been like, yay, it's a tournament to play other people in our region. But this is now they're like, hey, all this shit means something. Um and then there's the uh, upcoming, in a couple of years, which will be exciting, the uh, CONCACAF W Gold Cup, which is great. Um, mm. So, yeah, there's uh, second and third place teams in this tournament uh, have a playoff in the fall to get the final CONCACAF spot for the Paris Games as well. So mm. you want to finish top three, regardless if you're thinking, um, if you're thinking Olympics. And the fifth and sixth teams get CONCACAF, the home version. Ooh, <laughs> that's exciting. And a year's supply of rice-a-roni. The San mm. Francisco tree. Um, so other than the fact that this, again, there's a lot on this tournament, and this is 
continues to sort of be like a transitional window uh, for the women's team in terms of, you know, who Priestman's been calling to the squad, youth players that are still coming up, some of the veteran players. Like Christine Sinclair hasn't played in a month, but she's apparently going to play tonight, whether she starts or just comes off the bench because she's been injured. Um, Players have been moving around to new teams. You've got players coming back to NWSL who've been playing overseas but have not been getting playing time. Um, Adrienne Leon just signed with United. Um, I know. Newcastle? Leeds, Hallipool? Yes, Manchester. Oh. Um, I know, I'm Ew. sorry. Hallipool women. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, mm. so the tournament's really fast. Like, it's just 10 days, right? So they have they have the group stage, then they have semifinals, then they have the final. Like, everything is done by the end of next week. So, but what is exciting is that CDC is broadcasting it as well as one soccer. And that's, that's huge in terms of exposure um, for, for regardless of which team men's team or the women's team in Canada have again, national broadcaster making them make games available. Um, so you have more of an opportunity for a, a wider audience to watch it, to stumble across it, whatever. Um, and this is was sort of... Is that on uh, the network or on uh, Gem or... I think mm, that is actually a very good question that I don't... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a renowned journalist. I got the impression from how it was kind of hyped up that it was the actual TV channel, but maybe that not. Would be, that, would, that would be great. Like, not that Gem isn't highly accessible, but... It's um, really outrageous. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I... Can you look into that? Can, can you call the president of CBC? I will, do, I, I will do that. Yes, I absolutely. I will make sure that that happens. Um, but still, like, just to even have it, to have it, you know, with an extra level of accessibility is, is a big mm. deal. And so the, the the first games tonight because yeah I'm looking at the, yes. the CBC schedule and it, it doesn't have anything to do with it uh, doesn't have it on there no oh, Coronation Street damn just you Coronation Street just for laughs mm-hmm. uh, yeah unless the unless the women are playing Weatherfield County mm. working moms that could be them I no <laughs> no. Uh. Um, so I guess then cbc.ca, um, but still better than not. Um, I think, uh, it should be, there should be some good games. Um, the, the, the tournament kicked off, um, last night and, um, Jamaica, who did Jamaica beat somebody? What did they play? Mexico? Did you make it beat Mexico? I think Bunny Shaw, she had a really nice goal. Um, which was great to see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they beat uh, Mexico 1-0 and uh, the Americans beat Haiti 3-0. So um, yeah, it's uh, there's, there's some good, there's some good teams involved. Uh, oh, uh, Costa Rica currently beating 
the hell up on Panama three uh, nil in the eighty fifth minute. So um, it's not really the hell. I, I feel like you were gonna go with like seven or eight or three nil <laughs> after fifteen minutes. All it's right, a, all right, all right. Costa Rica a, winning handily over yeah, Panama. How's that? Much better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. Much better. Yes. That's yeah. better. for an expectation. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. Okay. All right. I apologize. I apologize. I'll dial, I'll dial back the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes. So that is all of all of those are good things and good and exciting things. Um, so definitely do do watch this tournament um it's again will be easy to find will be easy to watch um if you don't have one soccer cbc is well cbc is free basically um so yeah that is that is good of uh, pretty strong veteran team um again with some good young players coming along really the key will be whether or not uh they can figure out goal scoring because they have mm. not done that lately mm. We got a Man United striker now, so you know that that's got to be. Oh, that's that's you're right. Everything will change Mm. right there. Who needs Christine Sinclair? We have Adriana Leon. Come on, Adriana, ride, ride, ride that adrenaline of the of the new signing. Use it, fuel it, use it. Let's do this. Um. All right, and then of course, this weekend's big match. TFC versus. Get ready. The earthquakes. Yes, welcome to the actual game is secondary night at BMO Field. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I, you know, the quakes are terrible. They're they're as bad, if not worse, than Toronto right now. Um, Second last in the West. Have not won on the road. Just not good. Um, But again. Really, this game is all about uh, Insigne. Now, whether or not he even plays is still very much a question because he hasn't done full training with the team. He's still carrying whatever knock he picked up in his last game with Napoli or whatever it was. Um, I I just hope it's like when uh, Andrea Pirlo came here and he <laughs> stayed on the bench. People were excited about it, but then he never comes on. And when the last substitution is made and everyone realizes, yeah, oh, he's not coming on, they'll just so great. boo for uh, the, the substitution. Or when, or, when, or, or when all the Beckham boys showed up in their Beckham shirts and he didn't even travel to Toronto. Yeah, yeah this is our own player, so obviously he'll be here. But yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, I feel like um, Steven Gerrard as well. Like, didn't show up. God, and, that's uh, right. Lovely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> for shits and giggles, I hope for something like that. Well, like obviously, obviously he will be there. However, the question is, yeah, who knows if he'll even play? Or you know what? They'll probably put him in the eighteen just because, right? You'd think now, so. The, what's the what's the what's the over under on Italian kits in the stands? And I realized I put it like that, but I was like, what per, let's just go percentage. Percentage. Italy kits. We're going fifty straight up fifty fifty. Oh, it was like it, Italian national team or just oh yeah Italian kits like Napoli. Oh, Napoli as well. Oh, good that's point. that's how I was kind of interpreting it. And it, don't, mm. for, don't forget Genoa. 
Mm. Yes. Ham. Salami. Juventus, um, it might be maybe a bit too uh, too sudden for Juventus. Ah, there's always Juve, Juve gets there. Yeah, mm. that's true. Such a watch of that. Mm. Um, I'm going to go with a conservative 15%. Really? Yeah. yeah. That is conservative. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. Maybe maybe push to 20, possibly. Throw in some national kits. Heavier on clubs. Mad, mad men. You're a madman. <laughs> I mean, just, you said that you you're asking they're like 50 50 we're just like comparing this like italian kids as a whole like compared to tfc kids yeah uh, or this, yeah just as a be, proportion be, of the, the whole audience as a whole as, yeah as, as, like, of, of the attendance because it's going to be a sellout like this match is going to be a sellout i can i can guarantee it attendance as a whole i'll go with 10 percent there'll be sort of three thousand italian kids out of thirty thousand people in there Okay, There'll be a, gonna... a lot more people there to see the Italians, but not all of them will be in kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a 10. Maybe I'll go with 15%. Uh, I, part of me really wants to say 20% because I just feel like they're going to be... You know what? I'm going to shoot for the moon. I'm going to say 20% of some stripe, you know, either a club kit or a national team kit. They're just going to be everywhere. That's my guess. Um, allora. Indeed. But there will still be a game, regardless of whether or not Insigne plays. Um, they are playing San Jose, who, again, have just been terrible. But the grayest of mice. They, indeed, they are very gray. Let us pick a player to watch from this team. Well, in, in honor of Fourth uh, of July's uh, hot dog eating contest, I'll go with Nathan. I was going to say, where's Nathan? Oh God, he is! I forgot he's singularly named. Is he is he Brazilian? Yes, <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Nathan. His, oh. his full name is Nathan Rafael Palaye Cardoso, uh. simply known as Nathan. Yeah, you don't need the rest of it. Yeah, okay. Good for you, Nathan. I, hmm, that's an exotic name right there. I wonder if it's pronounced differently, like Nathan or something. But anyway, I hope not. I hope not either. Nathan, Because Nathan just sounds like a private school boy from Brazil. <laughs> he's uh, he's MLS's Fred. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. The, the posh version of Fred, but then Posh in Fred. MLS. Yeah. <laughs> Posh Fred. Posh Fred. Uh, <laughs> fucking hate that guy. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, um, I'm going to go, go with um, uh, I'm going to go with Chris Wondolowski. Uh, I just feel he's going to uh, show up. I know he's retired. Okay. Um, he, he's going to derail this. He's going to show up. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, how do we tell him, guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. Um <laughs> I was I was disappointed to see the Georgian guys gone. Um, so I actually did look up something. Uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Christian uh, Espinoza. Uh, yeah, uh, he's got that's good, he's got that's a good choice. He's got second second in goals, but he's got seven assists. So yeah, uh, right fucking assist machine. Mm. I guess I'll go with the guy that's getting all the goals. A, uh, what's his name? Ebobise. Yeah. Jeremy Ebobise. Ebobise. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, Ebobise. Yeah. Have a B say. All right, yeah, that guy. He's uh, apparently scores goals, so watch out for him, I guess. Well, 
in the spirit of, 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 of celebration, since this is meant to be, this match is going to be a party. It's such a celebration for, yeah. for Insigne. Um, I'm going with Grey Goose, uh, some vodka. And mm. Um, mm. anyway, Grey Goose is still an annoyingly good player and also makes with the assists. So, yeah. Anyone's yeah. there, feel free to use Fred with a trust fund. You're just Fred with a trust fund. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, Chase Salinas is still in the league and still playing. I know. I was. I, was, <laughs> I saw Salinas. S. Salinas. I'm like, no. That can't possibly be. Apparently, really? he can be. He's, wow. uh, he's, he's 36 now, but uh, it's still going. I had no Good idea. That's funny. Roster category senior. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, predictions for this? Uh, 2-0 Toronto for absolutely no reason. 3-1 uh, to San Jose. Actually, I was thinking 3-1. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 San Jose. I'm going to go with scrappy 2-1 Toronto. Excellent. Now, before we... No. 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 They will win despite him. Um, Little Crisco will get some minutes, but good insignia. Yeah. He's great. Just to to temper the booze. Here's an Italian. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one you came to see, right? <laughs> this is the Italian you're looking for. Um, Christmas music. Before before we go, uh, I have a story for everybody Ooh, sent to wait. us by a Patreon supporter. They get, they get popcorn. Um, uh, you don't need popcorn. It's it's, it's right. but it's worth it's worth a giggle. All right, go for so, it. So after the AU guys match, um, he was I guess I guess. Uh, was walking home and he was walking past the drake wearing a tfc kit and two guys come tumbling out of the drake one guy sees the sees the kit and says i'll give you 20 bucks if you know who this guy is and points to his companion and he's like drunk me looks at the guy and he's like well that's adrian can and they both start laughing and the guy pulls out a 20 and he's like yep <laughs> this is him <laughs> so, who was the first guy some friend with Adrian, I don't know. But so Chris Posniak. Our uh, our wonderful our wonderful uh patron supporter here, uh Zver, um Thank says you. thinking of VMP, he says, I ask, Adrian, do you still have the abs? Oh, you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he just laughed harder and pulled up his shirt and he's like, he does! Holy shit! <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so, I was like, oh my god, please, can, like, this has all been coming in while we've been recording. Fantastic. I'm like, I'm like, can I share this story on the show? And he's like, of course. That's <laughs> a great story. <laughs> fucking It was like amazing. the best thing. You fucking legend. You legend, sir, oh, for, uh, I, for sharing this. Thank you. Um, I was at, I was at a York United game last year. They were playing against like Masters, whatever it was, in the Voyagers Cup. And uh, sort of Adrian Camp showed up with a bunch of friends and everything. He was sort of just like a few rows behind. I didn't talk to him. He, I didn't get him to flash, flash me his abs or anything, but uh, he was there. But yeah, 
it's good to see he's out and about and getting drunk and uh, flushing abs. Fantastic. Exactly, as, he, as, as, as you do. Don, yeah. Don, yeah. Don, I question cash. your commitment to just <laughs> soccer fandom in general. I just, yeah. you, you had a chance. You could have, you could have brought some laundry, wrung out the damp clothes against his, against his abs, and you would have been dry, <laughs> and clean, and mm-hmm. saved mm-hmm. some, some much needed energy. So, but you didn't. So, I well, I think that is an excellent note to close the show on. So, yeah. we need, um, we need more of these stories. <laughs> I know. Yes, send us your yes. three can ab stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be, be Chris running to any XT. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it could be. Oh, yeah. Or if you're Chris and, and you run and you run into stand. Nick Sulzma on the seawall, get a fucking picture next time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Idiot. Mm-hmm. Still regretful. Um, all right. That has been our show for the first time in a few weeks. Thank you for. Uh, for listening along and joining us and not abandoning us. We don't have issues or I don't have issues. No, it's fine, really. Um, please join us next week when we look back at the debut of Lil Crisco. Um, find out if it is indeed the return of the Mac. Uh, if uh, little Bernie is joining little Larry as well uh, and whatever other weirdness is happening in the land of TFC will update you on how the women are doing in the CONCACAF W tournament and uh, whatever else is exciting in the world of football that we find interesting. I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority podcast panel to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher, Duncachino. Ciao. Out on the CHOW. I'm hungry. Antonio. Holding it down on the tweets at Kitnerd Mark with a K, not a Q. Marco. Prego. Um, thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. We absolutely see, uh, appreciate all of your kindness and uh, consideration uh we also still have shirts uh we have a zazzle shop you can find the link on our website uh and you can see all of tony's fine handiwork and covid sucks don't get it you you, you couldn't have said all that in italian there's a mark <laughs> he's hey he's still recovering he's still recovering neither mm. can <laughs> As for me, you can find me on the internet, yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, uh, Christina Canoles. Um, Canoles. Yeah. Yeah. Canoles sounds, sounds Spanish. Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't help it. It's my second language. Your, your Iberian accent? <laughs> yes, I can't help it. <laughs> Until next week, Canada. Get used to it. ammo.
for Gundes.